Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad that Jesus is Lord and we are in his family and his word is real. Amen. This Sunday, let's seek his face. Let's worship him. Let's continue to dwell on the theory and practical aspects of God and his word. Amen. If it were not for that, wow, what a shame it would be. But thank God he's alive and his word is real. Praise God. So today, I'd like us to just um, acknowledge a couple of verses of scripture. I think it's pertinent to this age in which we live, in this time in which we live, because we know a lot of events are going on which are proof that uh, the Lord's coming is really close, particularly around Israel and uh, the nations around Israel, things that are happening natural things that are also taking place and so i believe that we will understand more clearly why we can say we're living in the very edge of time hallelujah you know the bible talks in the book of luke there um speaking there about how the pharisees wanted to know when the kingdom would come and things like that and uh, the bible declares that they were, they were convinced that Jesus would bring in a literal kingdom just right then. They thought the kingdom would immediately come. But hallelujah, 2,000 years later, here we are still. Praise God. So uh, how do we know that these things are true, that they are biblical, and so on? So uh, we have Sister Shoba also with us today, and she will help us... Um, translate a little bit into Canada, and um, let's see how far we can go. Glory to God. Verse 17 of uh, Luke chapter 20 says, And he beheld them and said, What is this then that is written? The stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. Whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall will grind him to powder. And the chief priests and the scribes, the same hour sought to lay hands on him. They feared the people. They perceived that he had spoken a parable against them. Let's hear um, verse 17 and 18 from Luke chapter 20 in Canada, please. <laughs> Avaranu Dristishi Nodi, Agadare, Mane Katuvaru, Beda Vendu Bitta Kalle, Mukemada Mule Galaitu, Yendu, Barebirua Matienu, Illi Kalina Mele, Biluva Pratiobano, Tundu Tundaguano, Iduyara Mele Biluudo, Avanano Pudi Pudi Madudu, Andano. Amen. So you notice here that he did not agree with the, their kind of wisdom and their kind of plans, their kind of timings, and so on. So he is the stone that the builders rejected. But eventually that stone became like uh, a boulder that came and fell and crushed everything to powder. Amen. So Jesus is not making uh, sense according to natural thinking and natural expectations. And so he's, he's always um, calling on our faith, for us to depend on the word and believe him. Amen. So we have to go look at a verse or two like that over in Daniel 
chapter 2, you see the king Nebuchadnezzar had had a certain dream and uh, he was very concerned about that dream and what it meant. And eventually Daniel was the one who was able to give him the dream and its interpretation. So let's look at that in Daniel chapter 2, verse 30. He says, But as for me, this secret is not revealed to me by, for any wisdom that I have more than any living, but for their sakes that shall make known the interpretation to the king, that thou mightest know the thoughts of thy heart. For thou, O king, sawest, and behold, a great image, this great image whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. This image's head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. Thou sawest sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and brake them to pieces. Then was him, or rather, then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, the gold broken to pieces together, and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away, that no place was found for them. The stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. He said, this is the dream. Praise God. And he goes on to say, this is also the interpretation. So you notice here that this stone has been around for some time. And even in this interpretation and dream, there's this figure that appears there with uh, various parts of it. The head was gold. And then, you know, there was this iron, uh, silver, clay, and then clay and iron mixture. Uh, The legs were iron, and then when it came to the feet, it was a mixture of clay and iron. And then it, it represented the kingdoms that ruled, you know, up to the very last part. So the feet are supposed to represent uh, this particular time in which we live. Notice that the legs were iron, first of all, which was supposed to be Rome, the Roman uh, kingdom. And then the feet, where we are right now, is uh, between the Roman and the clay, which is not really solid and strong like iron, but it's just a mixture of sand, water, and so on. So it implies a couple of things, and uh, we will look at that for a few minutes and then consider that that stone came and smote that whole thing and broke it all into powder. Amen. So let's hear um, this couple of verses in Canada also. Daniel chapter 2 from verse uh, 31. Rajane, Nino Kandadu, Aha, Adbuta Pratime, Talatalane Holeyua, Adoda Pratimeyu, Amen. So maybe we can read up to verse thirty-five. Just verse thirty-five. A Pratimeya Taleyu, Aparanji, Ede Tolu Galula Belli. Amen. So 
ಕೈಯಲ್ಲಿದ್ದ ಒಡೆಯಲ್ಪಟ್ಟಿತು ಸಿಡಿದು ಬಂದು ಆ ಪ್ರತಿಮೆಯ ಕಬ್ಬಿಣ ಮಣ್ಣಿನ ಹೆಜ್ಜೆಗಳಿಗೆ ಬಡಿದು ಚೂರು ಚೂರು ಮಾಡಿತು ಆಗ ಕಬ್ಬಿಣ ಮಣ್ಣು ತಾಮ್ರ ಬೆಳ್ಳಿ ಬಂಗಾರಗಳೆಲ್ಲವೂ ಪುಡಿಪುಡಿಯಾಗಿ ಸುಗ್ಗಿಯ ಕಣಗಳ ಹೊಟ್ಟಿನಂತಾದವು ಗಾಳಿಯು ತೂರಿಕೊಂಡು ಹೋಗಲು ಅವುಗಳಿಗೆ ನೆಲೆಯೇ ಇಲ್ಲವಾಯಿತು that's the the idea that we must begin to consider that this dream that was given to Nebuchadnezzar so many years ago by the wisdom given to saw uh, David i mean sorry Daniel he was able to interpret the meaning of it and today we are supposed to be the ones that are experiencing the very last part of that image which is a government of uh, iron and clay praise god so the the roman uh, empire and roman domination was all iron and today you see what is going to come up is a government which is based on the old roman empire plus a mixture of other nations which are not as strong as the roman empire that is the point that we are now approaching so you may not see um so many nations represented there very clearly it's just a mixture but the main force is from the roman the old roman which is the european union so that's where you know we should be expecting to see this special government that's going to rise up and in that government what happens is there's going to be a strong rulership um by leaders of those particular nations while the the nations and the people in those nations are going to be poor only the rulers are going to be rich so you can see how these things are developing there's a plan in the making you know which has already been identified by god that such a rulership is going to rise up and so people are being forced to become desperate and poor and stricken while the governments are rich so these things have already been known and uh, that's what we should be looking forward to as the new government that's going to come up shortly but praise god this stone which is not made with hands comes out and smashes it all to powder praise god this is the same stone that was rejected by the builders which is jesus and he comes and he establishes his kingdom thank god you and i will be taken out of here before that government is solidified before that uh, mixture of the roman government ancient rome and the clay of weaker nations which is going to be coming up shortly i thank god we'll be out of here before that happens praise god the church is to hold fast occupy until that time praise god so this stone has been around it's followed them and it's contained in the scripture we've been noticing how it's contained in the scripture the stone that was rejected by the natural builders became the head of the corner became the most important praise god eventually that stone which is not cut with any human hands is going to come and destroy all of the natural government that is going to be there and he's going to set up his own kingdom hallelujah amen so um praise god this is how things are going to pan out for you and i 
and so we have work to do, you know, before all this happens. Amen? Let's also look at um, some more scriptures that, you know, should help us. Luke, and let's look at uh, chapter um, 19 and verse 13. Luke 19, verse 13, he says, And he called his ten servants, and delivered them ten pounds, and said unto them, Occupy till I come. So this is about a certain um, nobleman who calls his servants and gives them certain amounts of money, and then says, I'm going away, I'll be back. Meantime, occupy till I come. So we have a work to do, which is to occupy till we see Jesus come back. And so don't worry about whatever is going on out there. These things are already understood, already written about. These things are going to happen. Hallelujah. So don't be moved. Praise God. Jesus is coming, and uh, He's going to set things in the right perspective and take us home. Hallelujah. Before that time, let us occupy. Let us do all we can to teach, preach, and pray, and persevere so that they know that there is some person, there's a rock called Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's hear this also in Canada, please. Um, over there, Luke 19, verse 13. Amen. So, we have work to do. We have some occupying. We are believing to occupy the airwaves right now with the signal of the message of Jesus, teaching, preaching across the airwaves to produce the results that Jesus has always desired. He be glorified. His name be lifted up. People getting saved. People getting delivered. And I believe that's what's happening right now. So whatever you can do that you know God has told you and instructed you in as his disciple to go teach, preach, to go heal, lay hands on the sick, to do the works of Jesus, please, this is a time to do it, not a time to hide and lock ourselves indoors and pretend that nothing is happening. Praise God. Jesus did say that they're going to say, Oh, where is the coming that he's been talking about? They're going to scoff about it. Yeah, Jesus said he's coming. Where, where is his coming? You know, and they're going to be eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, trying to be as though everything is normal. But you and I know, ha, 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 that one day, just like he said, he's going to come back. Praise God. So you have work to do. I have work to do. Let's get ready for it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go also to a couple of other scriptures like that and concern ourselves with what God has to say about all these things. Notice 1 Peter chapter 5, familiar scripture of God. He says, But the God of all grace, in verse 10, who has called us unto his eternal glory. Notice that that's where your final destination is and the enjoyment of it begins now. By Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Hallelujah. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Notice that there's a, a small while here mentioned. It's just a while. You suffer just a while. It's not 
plenty. Praise God. That word is it's, it's just a little bit of time. And then you are perfect and established, strengthened and settled. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let's, let's hear verse 10 in Canada also. 1 Peter 5.10. Thank you, sister. Let's look at another verse like that over in James 4 and 14. He says, You don't know what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanisheth away. It's a little time. You know, if you notice, looking at yourself today, just consider, and then once in a while you see some old photo, or you remember some old time story of your school days, you'll remember, suddenly it looks like it's just so recent, it's so temporal, it, it just does not seem to be what you thought. <laughs> you thought it would take ages, and oh, when is it going to happen, and suddenly you realize you're You've seen years passing. And it, it, just like he said, God knows it. He said it's even a vapor that appears for a little time. Notice that. It's just a little time. Praise God. So we know that we are suffering a little. And it's just a little time. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse 14 also from James uh, in Canada. James 4.14. Amen. So it's just a, a small time actually. And it seems, you know, if you look at it any other way, you don't get it. it it's, not, it's not clear. But if you look at it through God's eyes, all of these things you're going through is just a real small time. Your whole life itself is just here for a little while. A small time. Amen? Another verse like that, uh, 1 Timothy 4, verse 8, For bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having the promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. Notice, he said, bodily exercise profits little. So all of the stuff that we are using uh, our bodies to do in this life you know, it's basically by our moving around, going here and there, by our own strength, in quotes. It's just a little. The profit out of it also is just a little. <laughs> you know, so what is the profit that endures forever? Praise God. That's what we are actually going to look forward to. We know that all these kingdoms that are going to be set up are going to be eventually brought to dust and ashes. And Jesus will set up his kingdom. And that's what we should be looking forward to. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's hear uh, 1 Timothy 4, 8 also in Canada, please. Amen. So we are concerned about looking beyond all these things into the place where you profit truly, and it is not for a little time. It is an eternal profit, and wow, it's worth it all. 
So here we have uh, a little suffering for a little time. We use whatever strength we have uh, for a little time. We get some profits down here for a little time. But thank God there is a life and a profit that we can look forward to in the future with Jesus. Amen. But that does not make us go and hide and pretend like nothing is going on and just lock up our doors and, you know, hide there. No, <laughs> we have work to do. We have to occupy until he comes. Amen. So this is uh, the theme that we need to, to get. Notice also, during the time of Jesus, they always thought, who's this strange person? Then some people believed him. And they thought he was going to immediately kind of knock off the Roman uh, rule and empire. And immediately he will be on a throne and his kingdom would rule. But they did not understand, you know, that there was a plan in God that was not just natural. That was not according to man's wisdom. So when they saw him, you know, crucified, even though he told them, you know, I will be crucified this body, this temple, he referred to, you know, in three days, he would raise it up and all. They still didn't get it. He said, they said, 46 years it took to build this temple. You say you will raise it up in three days. I mean, they were so natural, you know. So even those who believed in him, even though they heard all these things, to watch him hanging on a cross and then getting buried and then all of the things that happened, it was really not what they expected, even though they heard it. You see, so it's the same story with us today. It's all faith. Even though we're hearing these things, as they're happening, it surprises you. <laughs> You're like, what? Is this really the way it's supposed to be? And it's happening right there in front of us. You know, so most of them fled. There he's hanging on that cross. They scooted off. They were all scared. And, you know, there was only John kind of hanging around there. You know, with some of the women from afar and observing but Peter just denied him flat and because they believed eventually, okay, yeah, of course, great. And while it was all looking nice, it was good. But when things began to happen against the natural, you know, they, they could not look beyond that. They could not see the resurrection. They could not see the eternal realms, you see. So they were living like that. And finally, they go in and lock themselves up. And for fear, they are there because the government is now saying, we have to say that um, this man had uh, disciples who took the body away. We cannot claim that he is alive again. You know, and, and so they were scared because all kinds of politics is going on. Now they became wanted men. And so the church has been like that. The disciples, the people of Jesus are always like that. We are not looked at as the most popular attraction of the day. We are, you know, among the despised, uh, rejected ones because the chief cornerstone itself was rejected. Hallelujah. So, um, my brother, my sister, it's okay. You know, we have this rare privilege to go outside the city and worship Him. Hallelujah. Bear His reproach and offer the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. Glory to God. That's our rare privilege. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm excited about that. So, we have a little suffering. You know, it's, the whole thing is just a little bit. It's just not forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> and if you look at it in the true context, it's just one day at a time 
that you go through these things. Glory to God. And verse 9 of 1 Timothy 4 says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. In other words, it holds good. You know, you can hold on to this. It is true. Whatever, you know, your endurance and suffering and exercise in the natural, it's all for a little while. But there is a life to come where there is profit that continues forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's read verse 9 also in Kannada, please. Amen. And so the theme is still the same. Verse 10, he says, For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. Amen. So we have this privilege to believe what nobody else seems to be believing. Uh, and they are just going on as if that's life, it's normal. They're buying new cars and, uh, you know, they're doing stuff. In the midst of all of this, you know, I see people just pretending as if everything is cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, time is running out. The show is going to be shut down. And they are pretending as if everything is cool. Thank God we have work to do. Amen. We know we have a pri we are we are privy to this information. We have this special understanding. Praise God. And and so we may not be so popular because we come along and we say these kind of things because the natural man receives not the things of the spirit. God, they are foolishness unto them. But thank God, born again people can tune in and understand that we have some work to do to occupy until He comes. Amen. Glory to God. So while we are at this, let's look at 1 Peter 4 and observe there verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Notice here that we need to start praying for these people because nations are just going to go like that. You know, washed off and forgotten and become nothing. All of these kingdoms are going to become ashes and smashed to pieces and blown like that. You know, so no matter what they seem like, they're so great and they're ordering things around and commanding things to be done. You must do this and you must do that. Guess what? They're going to be broken to powder. They're going to be dust. They're going to be just blown like that, uh, you know, on the threshing floor. What you find after you have removed all the wheat, then the husk is remaining, that is powdered, and it becomes just dust. This great stone that comes from heaven, that's not cut with man's hands, is going to come and force his own kingdom. Glory to God. Amen. So we really owe them prayer, because unless we pray for them, there's no way, there's absolutely no way these nations are going to understand. If this thing is as... It's like night and day. The foolishness and hardness of heart that refused Jesus who came to them and said, I am the Messiah. I am the one anointed by the Spirit of God. How can he be killed was their question. How? The, the Son of God cannot be killed. To see him hanging on that cross was like, no way. But it was all written. It was, everything was written. And he said it. 
You see, so we have to tap into the Word of God. We have to keep our roots and our thoughts in there so that we are not moved by what is going on outside there. Hallelujah. Otherwise, Jesus came and told them exactly what's going to happen. He said, I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to rise again. All these things are going to happen. But he said, you may be sorrowful for a little while. Don't worry, your sorrow will be turned to joy. Hallelujah. But, you know, when it actually happened, they just could not receive it. They went and hid for fear. Let's read this also, 1 Peter 4, 7. And, and you know, see how much we need to give ourselves to prayer here. Amen. And verse 8 says, And above all things have fervent love among yourselves, for love shall cover a multitude of sins. Praise God. Verse 9 says, Use hospitality one toward another without grudging. Wow. So in that atmosphere, while you're praying, make sure you're also walking in love, keeping your focus on the nature that's on the inside of you, rather than being moved by emotions on the outside. Hallelujah. Giving yourself to charity or the love of God, and that does not hold records of wrong suffered. You know, we may be treated with contempt and reproach at this time, but it's okay. Hallelujah. Be hospitable. Be able to minister to people. Help them out. You know, praise God. Your nature has not changed. It's eternal. And it's on the inside of us. Amen? And so while we're praying, while we're seeking His face, while we're believing for the nations to get a revelation of this great King and the kingdom that's coming, we should also be walking in love and yielding to that nature on the inside rather than the emotions that are outside. Hallelujah. So we could also read um, verse 9, also in uh, Kannada, please, sister. Amen. So notice that prayer and love always go together. We'll have to constantly make sure that our prayers are fervent, our prayers are effective, our prayers are reaching the target, so we do not allow a hardness of heart to hinder us. And we are always keeping the love of God up front. You know, even though it has nothing to do with emotions, you're willing to give without thanks. You're willing to continue to give without thanks. Even though your emotions are screaming at you, <laughs> it doesn't matter. We are in those days. Amen? We suffer a little while. This is the kind of suffering we go through. The sufferings that we endure are basically our emotions going through all of this. Uh, but it's okay. It will be over just like that. And we will transcend and go into that other realm which has profit forever. Praise God. So in that condition where we live today, there's so much to pray about. You know, they are... Actually, without praying for them, it's going to be tough. It'll take all kind of things for them to understand that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. We have bowed our knees. If you look at your testimony, it took an act of God for you to bow your knees. And so it would take an act of God for them to bow their knees. Eventually, everybody will worship Him Every tongue will confess, every knee will bow, because that kingdom is coming. 
that rock, that stone, which was not cut with natural hands, is going to rule every other. Hallelujah. But till that moment, we need to pray for them. So keep praying the prayers of 1 Timothy 2 and 2 Thessalonians 3 and you know, going out there to, to do as much as you can to occupy um, and uh, keep this kingdom mentality till you see him face to face. Amen. This is not a time to be moved by fear uh, because of what you see, what you hear, what the media is saying and whatever else. Praise God. This is a time to actually look to the word, fellowship with God, continue in prayer so that you can occupy till he comes. Amen. Glory to God. You know, these, these kind of thoughts are the backbone of what I believe we are going to be pursuing into these couple of months, you know, that we have. I don't know when he's coming, but things are really heating up. And uh, there's a lot of action around Israel. And um, nations are gathering together to, you know, to attack Israel. And all that is going on, but you, you're not going to be hearing much about it. They are throwing down statues of Jesus in the U.S. And uh, they are making fun of Jesus. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> right now. But that Jesus who is rejected, refused, the stone that has been rejected is actually the head of the corner. <laughs> and we have this privilege today to believe in Him to serve Him, to worship Him, to seek His face. Amen? I'm telling you, it takes prayer, and it takes an act of God for them to understand this, right? Amen. So we, we have so much work to do. Glory to God. And in this, you know, in this kind of thinking, let's go on further. Um, so this is not a time to be moved by fear, even though there is fear on the earth. Let's go to Matthew 24. Some of the statements from Jesus. He talked about that temple there. Matthew 24, 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. <laughs> and Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Interesting. Here they are looking at this magnificent building, the pride of Israel. You know, the only nation that was given a law in a lawless world by God Himself. And they have erected a temple for Him and they have decorated it and it is... It looks like the richest building on the earth. That was the richest building on the earth. So much had gone into it. And here, this prophet of all prophets says, you're going to see not even one stone will be left on another. It just didn't make sense. That they're going to come out of there and now go on the street preaching like some rabble rouser, some silly fellow on the road saying, Jesus is Lord, please Accept Jesus. Can you imagine from the gorgeous temple going down the road and doing all of that? It just didn't make sense. Hallelujah. You see, so in the natural realm, these things are not going to make sense. But we are called to stick with the Word of God. It doesn't matter what it looks like. 
It's the word that is important. Let's hang on to what Jesus said through all of this. Amen. So today we may not look like we have any great city, any continuing city. We look like just a bunch of strange guys going down the road, talking to people, giving them tracts, you know, telling them Jesus loves you. (laughs) We look like a bunch of fools. And then, you know, when people really want to see where is your church, it's locked down. (laughs) It's so funny. But Jesus knows this kingdom is an amazing kingdom. We are the ones holding this truth. And they need it. And we need to get it to them. And it's not found in those buildings anymore. It is in the words and the actions of our life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 3, And as he sat upon uh, the Mount of the Olives, disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall all these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming? And the end of the world? Hmm, praise God. See, this question has been around. This is now 2,000-year-old question. And finally, guess what? It has come to us. We are the ones who are going to see that coming in of the kingdom. Hallelujah. So they had asked this question. And then verse 4 says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed, no man deceive you. That no man should deceive you. There, There could be a lot of deception around these things. So you have to be careful that no man deceives. It's man trying to say things. Praise God. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and deceive many, and you shall hear of wars, rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. See that you be not troubled. Notice that. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Hallelujah. So notice there's, there's things that are coming on the earth right now. They've been there and they've been coming along, proceeding. And so we think it's normal. Come on, these things are going on. But the frequency is increasing. The time between one and the other is becoming shorter and shorter. They're just happening so quickly. Amen. Let's see if we can hear uh, one or two in Canada also. Maybe uh, verse uh, 2 and then 3. Amen. Let's also hear verse 7 and 8 in Kannada, please. Janeke Virodavagi Janavu, Rajeke Virodavagi Rajavu, Yeluvu, Matu, Aleli, Baragalu, Baruavu, Bukampagalu, Aguvavu, Ivelavu, Nutana Kalavu, Kutua, Prasava Vedaneya, Praramba. Amen. So there's a Prasava Vedana Aramba, right? You heard that in Kannada. 
That's the actual meaning, birth pangs. All those things are the beginning of sorrows, King James says, but the actual meaning is birth pangs as in delivery, as in childbirth. So there, there's some delivery pains going on by the earth because it, the earth actually is going to deliver the next age, uh, the, the time when Jesus rules the earth for a thousand years. So that's what the earth is pregnant with and the pains and all that are for that time. Not for the tribulation, but for the period when Jesus shall actually reign his kingdom for a thousand years on the earth. Amen. Um, so let's hear also in Romans. Let's go there. Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. I'll read there. Verse 20. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, now it continues, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. Hallelujah. So you can see from these verses that not only is the earth going through these birth pangs and travail pains, but we also, who are believers, you know, are uh, experiencing that desire and that, oh, oh, I want a new body. I want this glorified body. When is this body going to come? Oh, like that. Can you see that? Let's hear that in Canada also. Um, verse 20 and 22. <laughs> And then he continues that not only the earth, but we also. Maybe we can hear that also in Canada, verse 23. Amen. So we are the ones who have the first fruits of the Spirit indwelling us, and we have a taste of heaven already. But our bodies are not yet redeemed. And so there's a cry rising up within us saying, Oh, I want a glorified body. I want a glorious body. I want the redemption of my body. And soon, one of these days, our bodies are going to be instantly changed in the twinkling of an eye. And I tell you, suddenly we will have glorious bodies just like Jesus has right now. Praise God. So this is the scene in which we find ourselves right now. The earth is 
going through those pains and travails, groanings, to have a earth that is free from the curse and is enjoying the dominion of Jesus himself ruling. Wow, what a time that will be. And then our bodies also now, who have the Spirit of God already, are crying out, experiencing a groaning. Ah, you know, ah, I want a new body. I want this glorious body. Hallelujah. So even though we're saved in our spirits and we have the first fruits and the, the whole experience of heaven in our spirits, our bodies are still crying out for that glorified body. Amen. So, you know, there's a, a travail going on in nature and in the believer also. Hallelujah. Can you see how all this kind of just fits in together? So, we are not going to be settled until that eternal kingdom and the benefit of Jesus Christ being seen as Lord completely. Until that moment, we are not going to enjoy our full inheritance. Praise God. So, hallelujah, what a thing to work towards and believe for and pray for others. They don't know what they're missing. They don't know what's in store for them. My, my, my. Thank God we can pray for them. Thank God we can think upon these things and become more fervent in our prayer and concern for others. You know, sometimes people have, a, um, you know, various opinions about faith and works. You know, so let's look at that for a minute. James chapter 2, uh, familiar lines of scripture in the foundational doctrines. Notice there in chapter 2, it says, verse 24, You see then how that by works a man is justified, not by faith only. Then he talks about Abraham and then Rahab. And then just like the body without the spirit is dead, faith without works is dead being alone, isn't it? And so on. Um, God does not really need to see your works because He already knows everything. But it's actually you and people who need to see your works. When they see your works, they will glorify our God, which is in heaven. Amen? So He knows how much faith you have. He knew your faith before time began. And so he, he knew you were the person who had faith to believe in Him. That day when you met Him, He knew, yes, you will accept Him. He already knew about your faith and He called you based on that. So He knows the faith that you have. So these works are not to please God really. Um, it's for the benefit of your own soul and for the benefit of others out there who are watching you. Praise God. That's why we need to act like what we believe is true. So today, if you believe in these things, act like it's true. Act like there's a kingdom coming. Act like there's a king that's coming and that this kingdom, this whatever you see here is going to be broken to pieces and there's going to be nothing left of it, you know. And this is not the final end of the story. There is another coming. Hallelujah. So we have to begin to act on what we believe. Praise God. Let's uh, read verse 24 in Canada also, James 2.24. Amen. So the God who knew Abraham's faith and who knows your faith, because you were saved by faith and you were already 
in quote saved and grace was given to you before time began notice that you were chosen in him already before time began because he knew you had faith so that is not for his benefit are you seeing that it's for people that are watching and for your own soul praise god we're going to act on that we're going to act like we are believers we're going to act like we are expecting a kingdom we're going to act like it is true hallelujah so today what makes the difference is that we act like we are from another kingdom we act like we are aliens just passing through we have here no continuing city so we seek one to come glory to god i mean there's nothing wrong with having houses vehicles and so on and so forth but you know if you knew that you were leaving tomorrow hmm i wonder you know and so he doesn't give us the time or the hour the day or the hour but he rather leaves us in a place where we have to believe and trust and by the signs that are around the age we should not be deceived praise god we should constantly think about profiting that is eternal of course we cannot be living poor broken beaten down because that is not a good testimony either hallelujah you understand what i'm saying glory to god so you know let's let's look at some thoughts along these lines so as long as you live in this earth along this period of time you're going to feel the pressure and the pull uh, of the fear that's around there they always felt it and so when he rose up he made sure he appeared to them and let them do, know that he was alive he said fear not he had to make sure they were clear of that fear that he was back and uh, they were joyful but after pentecost it was the next level they just threw away all fear and went straight off and did the work and here we are 2000 years later <laughs> we have no excuse praise god let's go to 1 corinthians 15 contemplate a scripture or two there also 1 corinthians 15 and let's look at uh, verse 54 so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory o death where is thy sting o grave where is thy victory hallelujah so one of these days there's going to come a swallowing of our mortal bodies by the immortal we're going to put on the house made in heaven praise god is going to swallow us up we're going to be swallowed up by the victory that jesus purchased hallelujah who it doesn't get better than that this is the ultimate price that these bodies are going to be swallowed up with immortality right there in a twinkling of an eye boom our bodies are going to enjoy a brand new luxury of life amen let's hear verse 54 and 55 in canada also ನೋಡುವಾಗುವ 
Amen. So this is the victory that we are actually uh, being held in front of. You know, it's like dangling before our eyes. This is the victory that you are going to triumph over death. You're not going to die. Your body is going to become enveloped by immortality, swallowed up by immortality, just like that. That's the victory. Wow. And it's very likely that you and I are going to experience that physically. <laughs> physically, we may not actually go to the grave. It is very possible that you and I may be that group of people who may never see the grave. Ha, 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 ha. We're going to actually taste that victory. Amen. That victory is the victory that we see continuing down in 57 but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you see that? The ultimate victory is that death has lost to Jesus Christ. The power of death has been defeated. What everybody's scared of there and, you know, making you do this, that and the other because of that fear has actually been swallowed up by the victory in Jesus Christ. Wow. Can you imagine how far away from fear you actually are? Hmm. Glory to God. That's amazing. Let's read 57 also in Kannada, please. Amen. That's where 58 now continues. Therefore, my beloved brethren. As a result of that reality, you know, the way Paul lived back then and the way he taught and preached back then he was convinced that it was possible that they could also be raptured praise god but guess what it has actually come to our time now because wars rumors of wars famines pestilences things are just too much every day it's it's just too much the way things are happening you know some things are not even reported in the news but they are actually happening just as it is written. It's just too much how close to each other these things are happening, one after the other. Amen. So today you can say, therefore, because of this victory that is so close to me, where I may not even die, I may just be taken away with Jesus in his swallowing up of death. Therefore, I'm going to do this, this, this. What am I going to do? I'm going to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, I know that my labor in the Lord is not in vain. I am going to receive my profit, the profit that is eternal. Hallelujah. So be encouraged, be strengthened today. Victory is your portion. The victory that Jesus won over death and hell has been given to us. And you and I are going to enjoy His glorious bodily resurrection. Woo! Glory to God. And He said that that is so amazing and so powerful that you are resolving that I'm going to do more. I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to be shaken. I'm just going to do more because I know my work is not in vain. My work in the Lord is not in vain. Hallelujah. So let's hear verse 58 also in Canada, please. Amen. So can you imagine a life where 
you never actually go to the grave. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I'm quite familiar with death. My father died when I was six years old. And, you know, I've seen some of those scenes. And it's not fun, I tell you. My mother was a widow for many years. And I know what it means like to not have a certain person who is vital, you know, to you. Praise God. And so death is an enemy. I know that. And the last enemy that shall be put underfoot is death. First Corinthians fifteen twenty six tells us that. Let's read that also. It's an enemy. It's not a friend. Ha, ha, ha. Some people call him the grim reaper and all that. But guess what? He has been destroyed. His power has been broken. First Corinthians 15 says, let's start from verse 25. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Woo, thank you, Jesus. The last enemy that shall be put under his feet is death. And you are the people that look like the very souls of the feet of Jesus. We look like we are the last group of the body of Christ. Can you see that? You know, that, that statue that... Or that vision that Nebuchadnezzar saw, you know, the feet were a mixture of iron and clay. That part where the government is just about to come that thinks they are something and they want to prove something. You know, that mixture of the old Roman Empire mixed with other nations joining together. It's just about to be set up. That's when we come. We're that very last part. Praise God. And so, hallelujah. But the, the last enemy, that death is going to be put most likely under your feet, under my feet. We're going to see the grave put under our feet. Hallelujah. Oh my, my, what a time to live on the earth. So do not be deceived into fear and worry and anxiety. Don't be moved by what is moving everybody else out there. This is not a time to be moved by every report that's going on out there. Hallelujah. I know we are natural and we live in natural kind of conditions, but we are more than natural. We are spirit beings who have natural bodies. And the flesh is a big problem. There's no doubt about it. But thank God, we're learning to look on the inside and consider who we are on the inside and not be moved by things on the outside. Don't you think that you have enjoyed some of that already? Hallelujah. Let's hear um, 25 also and 26. In Canada also, First Corinthians 15. Thank you, sister. Yakandare, Tanu Yella, Virodigarano, Tana Padagala Kelege Haki, Haki Koluva Tanaka, Raja and Nalu Nalu Avasya, Marana Wokade Shatruwagi, Nuruti Agudu. Amen. So I thank God that um, by the grace of God, we are probably that last group of people that are going to see uh, all these things come to pass. Amen. Jesus has spoken very clearly about this particular time uh, since the formation of Israel. He said, when you see the fig tree blossom, and that has always referred to Israel. And therefore, in 1948, Israel was formed as a nation granted by the British and so on. And um, that generation, when you see that generation, then you know that last 70 slash 80, whatever that generation is, is going to be the generation that ushers Jesus coming in. 
And, you know, we know people in church who were born in 48 and who are still here. I mean, they're in their 70s. And praise God, I believe they're going to be alive when Jesus comes back. Hallelujah. So um, there's a lot going on about Israel, nations surrounding Israel, constantly wanting to annihilate Israel, wipe Israel out, and make sure there's no memory of them. But guess what? They're still here. Nobody can change that. Jerusalem, Israel, they're forever. Hallelujah. Although, you see, the church really is from another realm altogether. We are from the heavenly Jerusalem. And therefore, thank God, it's all grace. You know, we are, we're going to enjoy another welcome, another time of blessedness. Amen? Because we went outside the city. We went outside the gate. We joined Jesus in His reproach. And we partake of that altar. Hallelujah. Here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. But because of the great grace and love and mercy that's been shown to us, we are also the only type of people that can offer true praise and thanksgiving. Because grace has been poured out. Goodness of God has been given to us in great measure that we can only say thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You know, we, we are left with nothing but thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We don't have to bring any animal to the sacrifice. We don't have to go to Jerusalem. We don't have to find any high priest on this earth. We don't have to cut our bodies physically. We don't have to belong to XY city. We don't have to belong to this family background. No genealogies, nothing like that. We just come straight up to the throne <laughs> because of what Jesus has done and sit right there with Him. Hallelujah. The Bible says, come boldly into the very Holy of Holies. Come right into the throne room. Receive mercy. Receive grace to help anytime. Hallelujah. So we just come in with this big basket and receive the love blessings of our God. Ha, ha, ha. So we are stirred up to pray. We are uh, stirred up to just thank Him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to some of these kind of thoughts also. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's observe there. Verse 16. He says, The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Hallelujah. For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. Notice there, let's read verse 16 and maybe 17 also in Kannada. Amen. So, notice there, it says that 
we have this cup called the cup of blessing and that you know we we receive that with thanks he says the cup of blessing which we bless did you notice that is the cup of blessing which we bless what does that mean if you read 1 Corinthians 14 where he talks about speaking in tongues in verse 20 in verse 17 rather he says for you verily give thanks well but the other is not edified notice that while you give thanks notice the other person who does not know about tongues you know or anybody else they not they don't understand but verse 16 says when you bless with the spirit how shall he that occupies the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks, seeing he understands not what you say? Notice he calls it blessed. When you bless with the Spirit, that you are actually giving thanks. Are you seeing that? So Jesus and Paul, they talk about, you know, breaking bread, giving thanks. Hallelujah. That's what it's all about. When you can thank properly, you are actually blessing God. Amen. We have this privilege of being able to bless God by saying, Whoo, I finally understand what you have done for me. Oh, I give you thanks. The sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Hallelujah. This is a priesthood kind of thing. Only New Covenant priests can offer this sacrifice where we bless the cup of blessing where we thank properly hallelujah imagine there's not really anything you can give him he's given it all we are just recipients all we have is heartfelt revelation based thanksgiving so the more you understand what he has done the more you understand how much has been poured out towards us the more your thanks becomes powerful hallelujah it becomes a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of the lips giving thanks. Amen. Let's hear um, verse 17 and 16 of First Corinthians 14 also. Thank you, sister. First Corinthians 14, verse 17 and 16. Amen. So when you tune in and you begin to thank God in tongues, oh, you're blessing God. And the cup of blessing which He paid for with His own blood becomes a real sacrifice that you have accepted. Amen? You begin to value it and with thanksgiving. Amen. You say, oh, I thank you. You poured your life. You know, the blood was supposed to be uh, a symbol of the life. The Bible says in the book of uh, Leviticus 17, and he says there in the 11th verse, he says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and have given it, I have given it, notice, to you upon the altar to make an atonement for you, for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. So 
Actually, it was the blood of an innocent animal uh, that was a symbol of the life of that animal that made atonement for the soul. That's the actual context of what he's saying there. He's not just saying the life is in the blood. He's saying, yes, the life is in the blood, but that's what I gave as an atonement. So it was the life. So I don't think it was like Jesus came to heaven with his blood like that, you know, in some bowl or container. Did you think about that for a minute? You know, all his blood was shed on that cross. So do you think he took one bowl and brought his blood? What do you think? Well, think about it. I really think what happened was he just came with his life. It was the life. It was the life of that animal that made the covering for one year for the Old Testament people. It never took their sin away, but it covered their sin. And so the high priest offered that sacrifice once every year. And if he was clean and pure and he had done everything right, then it would be good for the people. But this great high priest, because of the superiority of his own life and priesthood and the blood and the life that he stood for, he could now endure in the most holy place and settle once and for all, (laughs) forever, making us holy, blameless, without reproach in his sight, forever, with one single move, because of the superiority of that life. So it's about his life. And guess what? That life has been given to me. That life has been given to you. Hallelujah. And today when you take that cup, you're actually saying it's that life. That holy life that is in heaven. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. Hallelujah. Amen. So today we are the only ones who can actually thank God properly. Because when we understand... We can bless Him. We can thank Him. That life, that pure, holy life that is in the very Holy of Holies in heaven, not made with hands, not pitched by man, but by God Himself. He lives there. That same life, not another, that same eternal, holy, pure, blameless, undefiled life is inside us. And in other words, our spirit... It's like a cup carrying that life. My God. And so we can't help. It has to find itself, you know, its way out. People have to see it. People have to see the works and glorify the Father and say, wow, these people are different. They have a different kind of life. Amen. So this is the time for us to not hide away and pretend and act so weird but we should be looking for opportunities to show the life as we bless Him and thank Him from our spirits. God is seeking for true worship. This is the time to really fellowship with Him, truly enjoy communing with Him, contemplating these great truths, and then looking for a chance to go out fully prayed up. Hallelujah. Let's hear um, 17 of Leviticus. Verse 11, 17, 11, please. Thank you, sister. Yahuwane, prati dehi go, raktave, pranadara, anta raktavanu nivu, yagne vedige erechi, nimagoskra, 
ದೋಷ ಪರಿಹಾರ ಮಾಡಿಕೊಳ್ಳಬೇಕೆಂದು ನಿಮಗೆ ಅನುಗ್ರಹ ಮಾಡಿದ್ದೇನೆ ರಕ್ತವು ಪ್ರಾಣಾಧಾರವಾಗಿರುವ ಕಾರಣ ಅದರಿಂದ ದೋಷ ಪರಿಹಾರ Amen. So we are thanking God because that cup represents the life that has been given to us. And so we thank Him. And we open our mouths and truly begin to thank Him for that cup, for that sacrifice, for that life. You know, it's all different. It's no more a ritual. It comes from uh, understanding, from that fellowship, and uh, communing with Him, being out there in, in the very presence of that Abba Father, the throne room of our God, enjoying that life. And then you just lift up the cup and you say, Oh, I thank you. Oh, I thank you. I thank you that that life has been given to me. Amen. So observe here in uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28, the last verse of Hebrews, he says, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation glory to god so we are celebrating the fact that he has taken our sins that cup is a symbol of the taking away of our sins and we are now looking for salvation to swallow up this mortal body in victory a glorified body which tastes for the very sake of flavor not because of hunger you're going to enjoy the wonderful banquet of the seven year uh, marriage supper of the lamb you're going to have a party in heaven for seven years my brother my sister there's no cheesecake in this world that tastes as good <laughs> can't even come close i've eaten some cheesecakes from the cheesecake factory there's a place called the cheesecake factory and uh, cheesecake is a very yummy cake by the way but i'm telling you <laughs> the ones that we're going to eat at that supper whoo whoo glory to god but today by faith as we lift up the cup you know you can say my god i'm so grateful that because of this cup this life that you have given for me and i'm bearing that life i thank you that i have the hope of the future with you forever a profitable eternal life woohoo glory to god wow 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 so as you know fear and all of these things are raining on the earth and pushing people to do all kinds of desperate things you and i can look away from all that and glorify the father go out there and do what we know to do in the name of jesus hallelujah amen let's hear verse 28 also in canada please Hebrews. Yes, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28. Thank you, sister. ಇದು ದೇವರು ನಿಮಗೋಸ್ಕರ ವಿಧಿಸಿದ ಒಡಂಬಡಿಕೆಯನ್ನು ಸ್ಥಿರಪಡಿಸುವ ರಕ್ತವಾಗಿದೆ ಎಂದು ಹೇಳಿ ಅದನ್ನು ಗ್ರಂಥದ ಮೇಲೆಯೂ ಎಲ್ಲಾ ಜನರ ಮೇಲೆಯೂ ಪ್ರೋಕ್ಷಿಸಿದನು. Amen. Glory to God. So, you know, this is not a time for us to be scared and moved by whatever is happening out there. No, no, no. It doesn't matter at all. Let's read one or two scriptures um, as we approach our closing. Let's go to Luke, the fifth chapter. Here it, it talks about how uh, Jesus was preaching and the crowd became so much that he had to now 
use a boat as his pulpit. So verse 1 says, It came to pass that the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God. He stood by the lake of Genesaret, and he saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we, ha we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Hallelujah. For he was astonished, and all that were with him, at the drought of fishes which they had taken. Notice here, they had toiled all night, and they got no uh, fish, being professional fishermen, and that's how they lived. And after all that, they were mending their nets, so the boats were available. And Jesus stood on the boats and preached. And he said, well, thank you for using, or allowing me to use your boat as a pulpit. I would like to bless you. And he said, I'll show you something. Cast your nets. Let's go out there. Let's go fishing. Go further. Now do according to my word and see what's going to happen. And they were shocked. All the fishes in that place, I think, headed to the, the, the net there. <laughs> and they had shiploads, so many that they had to call others to help them to bring in this great catch of fish. And the Bible says, Peter, who had never seen such things, was brought to his knees and he fell at the knees of Jesus. And he said, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. You know, the goodness of God leads us to repentance. It's always the goodness of God. It's how much you experience His goodness that makes you change your thinking. Hallelujah. So the goodness of God has to be tasted and enjoyed. And then you will begin to change your thinking about Him. And you know that He's good. <laughs> His mercy endures forever. But notice here, there's more involved in this. Verse 10, And so also was James and John, sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. So it's quite an industry with partners. Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, for from henceforth you shall catch men. Whoo, glory to God. Fear not, for from henceforth you shall catch men, or I will make you fishers of men. So they began to realize something was happening, that Jesus is changing their uh, M.O. or the, the way they're going to go forward in life. From being fishermen now, you're going to be fishers of men. Hallelujah. And so there's a natural fear that came. Oh boy, how am I going to live like this? I've been living by fishing all my life. 
Now you are telling me I'm going to go fish men. I've never done this before. So he told them, fear not, fear not. See the power of the fear not of Jesus is amazing. It was so powerful. The Bible says in verse 11, the result was when they had brought their ships to go to land, rather, they forsook all and followed him. <laughs> Jesus just said, don't worry about it. You've been learning and living by fishing. Today I'm going to take you on a different trip. You're going to start enjoying life, living on a different level as a fisher of men. And it was so powerful to them that they said, forget it, man. Let's leave it all and follow him. Praise God. So no matter what it looks like out there, you may be seeing a tendency to fear. How am I going to live now? How are things going to be now? It's a very strange time in which I live. But Jesus is telling you, fear not. I'm with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Go fish men. Hallelujah. You're going to affect men. Go change lives. So we have, we have a lot of work to just you know zero in on. But we're not going to do it as um, some kind of legalistic chore. But rather because we are grateful. We're enjoying Him. Enjoying His fellowship. And that life that's inside us is bubbling out. In spite of the natural fears that are coming. Because it, it doesn't make sense. You know, we're dealing from another place, not the natural realm. Hallelujah. But God is telling you again, fear not. Fear not. And that fear not affected them so much. What they had seen by His great provision back then, they left everything and followed Him. Praise the Lord Jesus. You know that Jesus hasn't changed. He's still our provider. He's still our Lord, our Master, our Savior. And we serve Him. Hallelujah. Every believer is called to full-time service to Him. It doesn't matter whether you don't uh, or you, you are not behind a pulpit, uh, in a pulpit ministry or things like that. We are all given this ministry of reconciliation and uh, we have that life on the inside of us, and it's just bursting to come out of us in actions and, and faith-filled words and activity. Praise God. So don't be moved. Don't be worried. Don't be anxious. Fear not. Hallelujah. And uh, you can live by faith. You can actually live trusting in the Word of our God. This is the time to be full of faith. This is the time to build up your faith. Study the Word of God, meditate on the things of God, and let your fears melt away in the presence of this good God. Hallelujah. He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Glory to God. Let's look at one more verse as we uh, wind down. Luke chapter 8 also. This is an interesting story. And uh, here you notice there was a certain centurion... And um, all of that. Then there are a couple of things happening. And then there's the ruler of a synagogue and all of that. And this lady who is having uh, the issue of blood has come and stopped Jesus while he was on his way. And it looks like she has delayed things. She received a miracle. But in 49 he says, while he yet spake, while he yet spake. So Jesus is still talking. There cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, Thy daughter is dead. 
Trouble not the master. Don't trouble the master. Your daughter's dead. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Fear not, believe only. Hallelujah. Fear not, believe only. Glory to God. And she shall be made whole. Fear not, believe only. Hallelujah. You see, so this may be a situation where things have gone from good to bad or from bad to worse. While you are pursuing the solution to one thing, there comes the worst problem. But the answer to it is still, fear not, believe only. Fear not, believe only. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. She shall be made whole. And when, she came, when he came into the house, 51 says, He suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden, and all wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not, she's not dead, but sleepeth. <laughs> they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. When he had put them all out, took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again and arose, and she arose straightway, and he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it doesn't matter. Maybe things are not exactly going the way you thought. Maybe some more bad news came along. But guess what? Ha, 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 ha. God has not changed. He's, he's telling you, fear not, believe only. He's going to turn things around. Fear not. Believe only. Amen. And she shall be made whole. So this is not a time to fear. This is not a time to panic. Open your mouth and resist fear. Shout the victory. Sing songs. Take communion. Fellowship with the Word of God. Fellowship. True fellowship with God's Word. In your understanding. With your imagination. Pray in the Spirit also. Seek God's face, hallelujah, enjoy His words, and find a time where God will just use your lips, your hands, whatever, to bring that life outside, to bring that power, to bring the name of Jesus to others who are desperate out there. Amen. I believe God is going to minister to you and equip you and prepare you for some things just before He comes. Amen. Don't be afraid. Glory to God. We're going to go forward and worship Him a little bit and take communion and so on. Father, we bless You. We praise You. We worship You. Oh, faithful God. Your Word is so real to us. We thank You. We praise You. We worship You. We have this hope. It's becoming so clear. Much, much more clear. Oh, hallelujah. We thank You. We praise You. We worship You. We refuse to fear. We refuse to doubt. Holy One. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are good and your mercy endures forever. You are good and your mercy endures forever. We are grateful, eternally grateful. You're coming back for us one of these days. We worship you, great King, that you have revealed yourself to us, unveiled your life to us, we are grateful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Faithful God, we worship you today. We praise you today. We are stirred up to trust you. We are stirred up to spend time fellowshipping with you, looking for opportunities that heaven will give to us. We trust you, Lord, for open doors, for favor. We trust you, Lord, for guiding our feet, leading us. Oh, we're so grateful. We worship you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Faithful God, we worship you. You can um, join us with communion today and give thanks for that shed blood. If you have some bread with you, we'll just go forward and trust God. Lord, we thank you for the cup of blessing. That life blood. Oh, we're grateful. That same life that you have given us. We're grateful. We celebrate the power of that life. We celebrate the power of the blood of the Lamb. We are overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and fearlessness. We are not afraid. Hallelujah. The greater one is with us. We have your portion. We have your inheritance. We have your supply. We have your own life. We thank you. We have chosen to be a blessing on the earth. We have chosen to be a channel to show forth the life of God. Thank you, Lord, as we eat and drink. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, glory to God. God is faithful. Thank you. I believe you are blessed. I believe you had a good time. We'll go forward and receive the offering if you'd like to give. Uh, this is a good opportunity. God is the God of the blessing. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. He will cause you to receive. Hallelujah. Thank God He's a giver. He's the giver. He's the supplier of all of our needs. We thank you for the opportunity, Abba Father. Thank you for those that are giving and those who would like to give. That out of your goodness, out of a revelation of your goodness, their minds are changing. They are receiving your benefits. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you would like to also believe with us, we are using this as a point of contact for the tithes, you know, for the gifts. Uh, as we are receiving in this envelope here, you can use the address on your screen and we'll trust God with you. Father, in Jesus' name, here mortal men receive, but there he that lives forever receives. We trust you. Into your nail-pierced hands we give right now. We thank you. We worship you. We honor you. You are faithful. Thank you for the increase. Thank you for the blessing. In Jesus' name, the earth yield for your people. We bless you, Abba. We look beyond all of the confusion, all of the fear that's in the world. We look at your supply. We look at the running over cup. Thank you, Father. Angels work with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sister Shoba. You are blessed.